Welcome back, wonderful listeners, to another episode of Chips and Bits. Mm. This week, we're talking about a fabulous indie game called Bastion. Bastion. I am your host this week, Matthew Anderson, the king of introductions, and uh, with me as always, Kenny Myers. The surf of introductions. Yeah. Ha! <laughs> uh, and we're talking about Bastion. And we Bast- are. Bastion is, uh, it is a good game. <laughs> I love I love how we just start every podcast with either a bad intro by me um, or a funny rambling intro by you. Then we introduce a game that we both like. <laughs> I love I love that uh, we actually talk about things that we do in our podcast in our podcast. Yeah, we're very meta. <laughs> that's, that's what I like is is just how self-absorbed we are that we can talk about ourselves and our own creations. Yeah. We can talk about ourselves talking about ourselves. Yeah, Um, that's fantastic. I mean, God bless the internet and uh, technology for allowing us to distribute it, too. So where do you want to start with Bastion this week, Kenny? Uh, Well, we should start at the beginning with the calamity. Let's do it. Uh, I don't know. Honestly, I have no entry point for this game. It is like Diablo. There we go. Now go. It is like Diablo. You know, it's funny. It's not really I've had, like Diablo. I, well, I've had a couple of people ask me about the game. And so, you know, I've, I've had to think a little bit about how I would describe it to them. And not once did I ever describe it like Diablo. What would you describe it as? Uh... I think the best description I ended up coming up with was that it, it's like an, uh, a really good old hack and slash, like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or uh, Streets of Rage or something like that. Um, except it's not in two D perspective; it's in you now it's in an overhead perspective, mixed with the artistic style of a game like Braid, with some RPG elements thrown in. Yeah, uh, that's probably a pretty accurate way to describe it. Uh, or you know, like Diablo, I guess. Kinda. That kind of sounds like Diablo. <laughs> that, minus the art style, which is not like Braid. Yeah, I, I didn't disagree with you. I just think it's funny that I thought through all the things I could, and I never once came up with Diablo. Oh, really? Oh, that was your joke? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I just... Generally, you're not funny, so I don't anticipate humor. Yeah. No, no, I wasn't insulting. Uh, you know, I... I I know that I normally do, so it's it's probably all right that you assumed I was trying to insult you. But no, no, I I thought it was a I thought your description was okay. I just hadn't thought of it ever. Well, the thing that I liked about the game, uh, I I thought it was slow in the middle. Uh, I thought it was great in the end, um, and in the beginning it was just fascinating. Yes, the narrator is probably the star of the game. I agree. Do you agree or do you agree? <laughs> agree or disagree? Yeah. Uh, the narrator was uh, so well written. Um, and it, I guess the, the only thing I could like describe it to... Uh, sorry, not describe it to. But uh, essentially it's like Sam Elliott in The Big Lebowski. Like yep. telling the tale of the dude. And it has the same mix of very like kind of serious, well, I guess it's never really serious in The Big Lebowski, but, you know, uh, it gets kind of serious, and he does a really good job at, like, moments that are really sad, um, and, and there are, like, there are, like, pretty good emotional moments in this game. Yeah, for uh, sure. 
and that's all due to the narrator and he, the, and this this narrator uh his, his voice is is like very much like sam elliott's um and he and the the writing is 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 so good for a video game uh, i mean to have a writer like this is is uh is pretty incredible yeah the uh the voice is a, is a very strong deep voice it's got it's got a little bit of a dra- of a draw to it um and then the really the truly fascinating part of it is that um even though you know you hear the lines and you know that there was a lot of thought put into um how it was written um it doesn't feel scripted most of the time as you're playing it it really does feel like um as you're doing things and wait, conducting wait actions, wait 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 no way it totally feels scripted no it it doesn't not to me everything's triggered by events like every piece of dialogue is triggered by pacing it's like the definition of scripted i know but okay so all right fine let me clarify there's no like there's no like seemingly random piece of dialogue that happened because you did something yeah well sure there was well no because it's not like it built on itself it's like okay you fall off and there's a joke about you falling off but i mean obviously that i mean I, I I don't know. I, I guess if 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 you're saying not scripted, means that when an event happens, like where you control, like where you can drop the character, is that? I, I don't understand. All right. Well, shut your face for a moment. And let me <laughs> clarify. So, <laughs> so what I mean is, it's obviously scripted, but it's not. It's not uh, the same events that trigger the dialogue are are not. It's not linear. Yeah, it's not typical, and it's not what you would expect in, in a traditional. You meant linear. You no, I, I didn't. What yeah, I meant was scripted. I mean, it has to be scripted. Yes. Okay. Fine. Semantics. Thank you. It's obviously been scripted. Quote unquote. <laughs> the action of scripting. He's a something. goddamn narrator. It's <laughs> it's like he reads from a script. Like there's there's no there's no like like an unscripted event in a game is you and your buddy are playing multiplayer Half Life. And then, you know, a bug happens and he flies 20 feet in the air from a rocket explosion. That's an unscripted event. All right, let's, uh, let, let's play the... This is like when you use forced. Like, it was like, it's just, it's terrible. It was just terrible. Let's play the, uh, the, the Kenny tries not to talk for 60 seconds game. Okay, six, four, the, I'm, I'm watching the timer. I'll, All right. I'll give so, you a count off here soon. Hold right. on. So in a, in a typical game... The, the, the dialogue takes place either in a cutscene, which takes you away from the game, and you, you watch that and the dialogue takes place, or due to a very predictable action in the game. For example, you open a door and enter a new area, or you just defeated a monster, and right after that there's dialogue, and it's very predictable. In Bastion, the dialogue would happen at, sometimes seemingly at random. Um, you know, you, you pick up a potion nothing happens, and then you turn and start walking back across a path that you just came across, and as another path is being revealed, now he starts to talk to you. Um, so that's that's where I was going with it kind of feels like it's not scripted. I know it's obviously been scripted. There were just plenty of times that the, the narrator kicked in, and I felt like, oh, I wasn't expecting him to talk, and he's kind of revealing things to me as I'm seeing them in the game. And it was felt a little bit more natural is what I was going for. Okay, you're 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 clear. And time. So was that actually sixty seconds? That yeah, was perfect. Yeah, it was. You actually fit it into sixty seconds. Yeah, I'm gonna do that more. I'm gonna do that more often. I agree. I think the less you talk on this podcast, the better. 
That's good. Because, you know, if I look over on the left here, we've gone 13 and a half minutes, and 60 seconds of that's been me. Yeah. Well, in general. I mean, to be fair, <laughs> when we start recording, we're at about eight minutes. So yeah. there's about four minutes of discussion. of that, That's in the, the extended edition DVD cut of our podcast. You know, I'm also okay with, with being uh, the one that can more succinctly make his points in, in shorter periods of time as well. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think that's true at all. I'm certainly not known to be the long-winded one. Okay, fine. Fine. Seriously? Seriously. Bastion was a good game. Weird choices appeared at the end. You should go buy it. Thanks for listening. <laughs> oh, if only. Um, so here's something that I thought was pretty cool. We just finished... Um, not la- Last week was Limbo. So the, the week before that, we talked about Infamous 2. And we talked about how really interesting and different... Um, the final choice in the game was in Infamous 2, how you literally had to pick between seriously, like straight down the middle, good versus evil, crazy, crazy decisions. Um, And then here we are two weeks later, and we talked about how that was so unique and we'd never really seen a game that implemented in that way, and Bastion does almost exactly the same thing. Yes. Wasn't that crazy? It was crazy. It was crazy. I agree. God, I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I like proving you wrong. All right, Kenny. You're 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 the funnier one. You do better intros, and you make your points much more succinctly than I do. Thank I, you. I secede, just like <laughs> I would, just like Canada. <laughs> See, now that that was unscripted. I even make your Canadian jokes for you. That's good. Yes, you should. Good. Uh, uh, yeah. So I thought the choice at the end was kind of out of nowhere, actually. I didn't think it was, it was actually, it was a new mechanic where it didn't really belong. Yes. Like, I mean, it was an interesting choice. I'll give you that much. But it was just like, you're playing Mario, you're playing Mario, you're jumping around, you're playing Mario. And then all of a sudden a knight appears at the end and is like, you've gained 30 experience points. And you're like, what the fuck? (laughs) No, no, it'd be like you get to the end and... Right after you've defeated Bowser, a screen comes up, and you have to pick left screen or right screen. It's like, do you really want to save the princess? <laughs> right. <laughs> after all of this work and all this gameplay, are you sure you want to? Because you could just leave her here if you wanted to and go back home and eat some chips. Right. I mean, it was, it was, it was, I don't know. There were two choices at the end. Are we, we're not even 15 minutes in. I don't think we can talk about the end of the game yet. Why not? That's how oh, we do it. That's how we roll. No, that's, I thought, we, I thought we stopped rolling that way. All right. We, we can. We can go backwards, and then we can roll that at the end. Make make up your mind, Matt. First, it's like, oh, no, we don't want to roll that way. And then you're like, now it's tradition. Like, it come is, on. Well, it is, it is kind of tradition. You have to admit. <laughs> no, we've done really good at not talking. I have been withholding talking about the end until the end of the podcast due to your uh, request. Okay. Well, all right. Let, let, I'll take us in a different direction then. Um, so uh, one of the, the more interesting decisions that I think was made by the team behind this game that I wasn't sure I was going to agree with in the beginning was that they really did go uh, traditional old school um, hack and slash and they remo- there's no jump in the game. Uh, right. you, can only, you can avoid enemies by doing a rolling technique and a roll evade and roll out of the way, but you can never jump. And as soon as I noticed that, I was like, uh-oh, here we go again, another game where I'm just going to wish I could jump the whole time. Um, and also, instead of holding down a button, you're mashing a button. 
Yes, yep. you, you you continually and, and they use that a lot. You know, the enemies come at you pretty fast. Some of them move, some of them spit things. And again, this isn't two D. It's it's in a it's in a, like a over the top isometric. Uh, I believe it's the isometric term you're perspective. Using. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you do a lot of rolling around and getting out of the way, and they do that with a single button. You press it, and the roll happens. Right. So yeah, you, you definitely mash it a lot. Um, I pretty much forgot about jump and and was 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 enjoying the the. The mechanics pretty quickly into the game. How how did you fare with it? Uh, yeah, I thought that part was fine. Um, uh, you know, I didn't I didn't have any issue with the old school, except in the middle it got kind of boring because uh, there's a point where you're just kind of going through levels looking for an item, and yep. they're not really. I felt like it was just one of those things where the beginning levels were really well scripted uh, and like really well put together. Um, and they had interesting things happen in each of them. Then, like, the middle levels were just kind of, like, go through the motions. Yep. And then, like, the last, like, few levels were like, oh, okay, now it's interesting again. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I actually... Um, it made it difficult. Actually, it made it a little harder to get through the game at that point. Yeah, so I'm not sure exactly what... Um, how I, how I, what I feel I would have suggested in... In lieu of that, I guess, I guess in lieu of an adding in some other game mechanic that, that they didn't add in. Um, well, God I, damn it! Like, their storytelling was great. Like, Yeah, I, I actually almost feel like, you know, the, the, the effort that was put into some of the, some of the other levels and, and, and adding some more of those, those hunts into the middle, um, I almost feel like they could have been removed. Like, you could have actually purposely made the game slightly shorter, which... Well, even, even... Yeah, I agree. I... I can't believe how long the game was. Oddly yeah, you, like, you can't say that very often. I, I wish the game was right. shorter, but yeah, I, I, mean, I think I almost wish that. I don't think we, we mentioned. Did we mention that this was an arcade game? Uh, no, we didn't. Yeah, this is an Xbox uh, arcade game. Like, you yeah. can't... Oh, well, you can get it on Steam, too. Uh, but essentially, arcade games generally have a shorter lifespan. They're like six to eight hour games. Yeah, I'd say or, even four to eight hours. Or the, sing, the single player of uh, uh, Modern Warfare. <laughs> it's about what an arcade game cost for like one fourth of the price. Zing. Um, uh, speaking of which, uh, my buddy Scott, we're gonna have to bring him on uh, for Modern Warfare Three in Battlefield. Do, do we have to do another intervention? Uh, no, he's gonna come talk about. It. He's an asshole too, so it'll be pretty good. Um, Excellent. And uh, and we're I'm gonna sponsor him on Battlefield. <laughs> I'm gonna okay. buy. I'm gonna buy Battlefield and make him play it for a week, so he can be our correspondent. <laughs> so he can from the front <laughs> lines. So you have that to look forward to, everyone. Excellent. Um, so that's where that Modern Warfare Two joke came from. Um, yeah, I thought it was really long. Uh, I was completely surprised with how long Bastion was. It, um, it, it. I felt like I was getting to the end of it, and then they throw in this whole new mechanic that just kind of. Re- this this is where it got dull. I mean, like you said, like they yep. threw in this new mechanic that was essentially just the old mechanic with different items to get. And yep. then those levels didn't have the story element. Like one of the cooler parts was if you're playing um, uh, one level, I remember like a big, huge boss dropped down and then the narrator starts talking about the boss and gives it a name and talking about what it can do. And that kind of like and that was kind of really cool. Yeah. Um, but then it never happened again. Like in yeah, like, the story as it happens was really cool in in the first oh like one to one to three levels yeah um and when, then it just uh, got yeah the one when you're walking through the the people uh that are ash 
Like it's just, yeah, uh, they've been turned to stone or whatever. Yeah, that but, was yeah. Uh, essentially just the whole little plot point. Like, why weren't there more of those kind of levels interjected in between? The uh, the pacing was off. It was off just a, a little bit. It was a little bit. It was like this that this bend where you're just like, oh, I got to get through this, and then at the end it picked up enough where you're like, okay, that wasn't that wasn't too bad. Yeah. So well, I mean, so out uh, aside from. Uh, from what it sounds like we both agree on is is a pretty well well lofted criticism um the, the narration again as we spoke about was really cool um both the voice the the, the guy behind the voice and, and how they revealed the story and actually told the narration yeah uh, another one of the things that I thought was really well done um were some of the very subtle choices that were that were given to both the character movement and the level design um they they did this really cool thing where as you start in the level, you can only see so many. It's like a. T- it looks like a tile-based board that you're walking across, and as you walk around this world, these tiles um, f- kind of fly up from below you and start filling in the pieces, kind of like a puzzle. And the, the floor gets constructed below you as you're walking towards things. And it was the, the way that they did it was really cool. Yeah. Very very visually impressive, and and also kind of. Uh, it I think it allowed them to do a little bit uh, we, more. We are running this like it's it's like the seventies was to film, uh, in terms of art direction for video games. Like yeah. we're in sort of this renaissance year where they're doing incredibly unique and cool shit. I mean, I guess the next last couple of years, you know? Yeah. Uh, like limbo and like and like even like the Prince of Persia game. Like art direction is Making a comeback. It's huge. And it's doing such good, good, interesting things. I mean, even like Shadow Complex had, oh, yeah. had really good art direction, oddly enough. It's uh, funny. And it does seem that um, now, now we, we've talked about quite a few games over the past couple of weeks that, you know, like L.A. Noir and Darksiders that definitely have a, a style that, that, you know, that, w- that was cool. Um, but I, I, I tend to see myself. Um, Seeing the the arcade games that are coming out, those those seem to be a place where people are trying. And I guess because you know they're they're indie developers and they don't have the same clout as like an EA does, but um, they tend to be putting out some very interesting things this year. And I'm I'm kind of excited for what what that's going to mean for art direction in indie games next year. Actually, I don't I don't I think it'll just continue. I don't really think it'll be that big that big of a deal. Really? Yeah. I mean, we've been seeing like indie games that look good come out for the past three years, like three or four years. I don't, I don't think it'll be any different next year. Yeah, there's always that line, though. There's always that line where they're coming out and they're getting lots of critical acclaim, but they're not really selling as well as the other games are. <laughs> are you kidding me? Like, Braid sold a shit ton. I know, but that was just like a year ago. Yeah, but Bastion sold, too. They're all selling. Shadow Complex sells a lot, too. Yes, they're all selling now, but what that what what I think that means is that now that we've had a year to see some arcade games come out and get some really good hype just like Bastion and sell a lot, that in this next year I think there'll be some some other companies that are putting a little bit more money into their arcade like the quick off kind of arcade titles. No, I, I don't think fun. so. I think well, I, I hope so. I think it'll be the same. I guess I'm I'm not so much trying to make I think a people will be putting people will be putting their money in social games. And that's where people will be throwing their money. Oh god. Yep, that's where it's going. Fucking Facebook. Hey, man. Zynga makes is like the most profitable company in the United States. It's ridiculous. That's true. Um, 
so okay, before we get too far off topic, what else? Uh, what did I forget? Oh yeah, so the, the the other really quick thing I wanted to mention again. Uh, so I talked about the the way the level kind of floats in. Um, one of my favorite things, just a tiny little thing in the game that they did over and over and over again, is every time you start a level or go or go back to uh, your home base, your character falls out of the sky. Yeah, and that was you, good. You you fall out of the sky really fast like you're falling from the sky and you land on the ground with this really satisfying oh, thud and it's like um and then you have to get up <laughs> it's just yeah every time it happened i had like there's a little chuckle under my breath like oh that's kind of funny because you take a sky bridge and the sky bridge yeah. just kind of shoots you up in the air yeah shoots you down on the ground and it's like thump you reminded time. me of one of my one of the coolest mechanisms of the game uh the backstories of the main characters did you play through those yeah, like the as you collect the uh, the relics, you can. Yeah, you can go through yeah. the arenas essentially. Yeah. I didn't uh, play all of them all the way through, but I played at least. I played. Uh, um, they were all fantastic. Yeah, like they were good. They were all just uh, essentially it's an arena uh, style play where just they keep sending monsters at you, and as you go through the arena, uh, a narrative is actually being told. It's like level one, and then a little bit of story, then you beat level two and three, and then a little bit more story, and it's all about the backstory of the characters. That was really cool. Mm. I generally don't like arena-style stuff, but I just thought the story was compelling enough, and it wasn't difficult, as difficult uh, as it could have been. I never turned on any of the difficult idols in the game, ever. <laughs> I was just about to say, it's not difficult until you turn on any of the idols, because I, I, I had like three or four of them on at one point in time, and I was like, I forgot. Because I was trying to get some experience points, they uh, at each one you turn on uh, multiplies how much uh, experience you get. And at one point in time, I'd forgotten. I'd turned them on and went in and was like, eh, "I'm just going to play a couple of arenas." Completely wiped the floor with me. I was like, "Wow, that actually ran significantly." Hey, Matt, you cut out a little there. Oh, I did. Yeah, actually, that was my fault. The screensaver came on on this uh. professional podcast. I was saying such important things, too. I'm sure it was something like, blah, 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 wrong word usage, blah, blah, blah. It was. Well, <laughs> to, to as succinctly as Kenny would rephrase what I was saying, uh, the idols make things more difficult, and if you forget to turn them off and you go into the arena levels, the difficulty ramps up quite significantly, and it's very hard. Yeah, um, that's pretty much what I was saying during the time that the recording stopped. So Yeah. <laughs> I like it, though. I like that we keep things amateur here. You know, it's very indie rock. Yeah, you know, every once in a while you gotta you gotta remind the, the people that uh, we're common folk too. You know, yeah, we yeah. we don't know what we're doing. Yeah, we have no clue what we're Anyone doing. Anyone can make a podcast. <laughs> we are living proof. Um, <laughs> sadly, um, yeah. You know, oh, we haven't even talked about the game mechanics. Like, there's like seven different things that you can change around. Okay, so. What are we going to talk about first? Because as in that little brief moment of silence, I also realized that we haven't even mentioned the soundtrack yet. Oh, I thought that was okay. It wasn't great. Okay, I thought the music was fantastic. Of course you do. I don't think it was that good. Okay. Well, I thought, let's talk. I thought it was good. Let's, let's talk about the game mechanics then, Mister Crappy Pants. <laughs> uh, well, you get two weapons, and then you get uh, essentially a talent. Uh, and the two weapons, the weapons were cool. The way they're designed was really yep. cool. Uh, I stuck with the machete, uh, which was like a quick attack weapon. Um, the whole time? Pretty much, almost. Yeah. Huh. Well, I, I definitely went back and forth between all the weapons. I rarely switch. Once I find something I like, like even in any game, pretty much, like Dead Space 2, I was pretty much all about the, the, um, the whatever that gun is. 
The plasma cutter? Yeah, I just used that through the whole well, game. Well, because the plasma cutter is so much better than all the other <laughs> weapons. Um, and then, you know, I just, like, I just stick with one thing, and then I get afraid of change. But there were a lot of cool weapons, and then there were weapons uh, test chambers. Yep. You know, I'm actually going to play through this game again. Really? Yeah, I think I am. And do you know what? I think it's about 24 minutes in. We should talk about the ending of the game. Sweet. Yeah. So you're presented two choices, and Matt, I'll let you talk about it since apparently I talk a lot. Thanks for that. <laughs> well, so let's. You're not just presented with two choices. Let's let's re- remind ourselves again that this game is not a choose your own adve- adventure game. I mean, to to the point of where you have a, maybe one or two levels at each at each uh, branch that you can pick. Do I want to play level one or level two first? But that's that's your that's how much choice you have in this game. Right. And then all of a sudden before the last level of the game, you're literally presented with like a really serious choice as to what you want to do with the story. Um, now, the choice itself was cool. Um, right. And how it pertained to the story, also, again, very cool. Yep. But it certainly absolutely felt just out of the blue nowhere. I was nowhere. like, what is this? I, it's like, it, like even the UI, like, Yeah, the, I didn't even know what to do at first. It, like, popped up and, like... Well, when you had to save, there was two choices. And by two choices, I mean there were two places where you got to make a choice. Right. There were two, or sorry, there were two split choices in a row. Right. So the first one was if you save this guy, which apparently had no impact whatsoever on anything whatsoever. Well, again, we don't know because we, we didn't, uh, we didn't uh, coordinate. Oh, our, yeah. We're our idiots. Together. Yeah, <laughs> just like last time. Matt and I do a really good job of picking the exact same choices for just about <laughs> anything, which is really going to be interesting when like Mass Effect 3 comes out because like we'll be playing the same game. I'd be very well. I'd be very surprised if we pick the same things in Mass Effect Three. But yes, we do have a habit of somehow color coordinating our because our we go with good. Our first choice is to go with good. Yeah, that's true. Much to my surprise, actually, that my first choice is to go with good. But I just feel uncomfortable choosing evil. So yeah, you've been uh, you've been spending the whole game of Bastion trying to unravel the mystery of of this one other character who's kind of. Uh, fled the Bastion, and, and we're pretty sure that he's a bad dude and he's doing some bad stuff. Right. Um, and then at the end, you find out maybe he's not such a bad dude. Maybe there are some reasons for what he did, and maybe not. But here he is. He's on the ground. You've defeated him, and uh, his 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 people are now uh, betraying him, and they're going to come and you know blow you guys up. They, they really want to well, kill his, you guys. His people are trying to kill you because you killed a lot of his people. <laughs> right, right. Well, but no, they're also trying to kill him. They're, they're turning their backs on him as well. So. Right, right. Because he brought you there. Right. That's why so, they, they did it. Yeah. So you've got this decision where you've either got to pick him up injured and carry him, you know, to safety or just kind of cut and run and, and blow through some of, the, some of these guys and, and get to the end of the level. So Kenny and I both made the choice to pick him up and walk him through and save him. Because we're nice guys. And then you get presented with a choice to either save the Bastion uh, and fly off with it, leaving yeah. the whole world behind, or restore the world to what it was before it got destroyed, which starts off the game. And Matt and I both chose to destroy the world and restart it because it seemed like the good, less selfish choice. Yep. We did, so we have no idea what happens if... We have I, no fucking... So I'm playing through it again, so I'll make the wrong choices. But yeah. the question is, do I save him still? I feel like I have to save him still. Well, no. I mean, you might yeah. as well go full bore and, and leave him on the ground and then also decide to uh, come to terms with this new reality. And... Well, because they give you a new game plus, so it's way easier to play through the second time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, it's 
pretty cool. I liked it. I like Bastion a lot. Um, it gets boring. I, I mean, I couldn't recommend this to... Uh, I don't know. I, I feel it's like uh, Infamous, where it's just kind of good. It wasn't... Well, see, it is it is a little bit unfortunate because there's so many things about this game that, that I would actually classify as, as great. It's just that the, the typical people I would uh, recommend this game to would be people that like um, kind oh, of old Homeless crack games. addicts. Oh, yeah, old school games, right? <laughs> no, they like Sorry. old school games, you know, hack and slash right. type games. And the, the only problem with that is that it's got all of the qualities of a really good old school game except for the fact that it's a little too long. So you can't just recommend it to anybody you have to recommend it to someone that you know is going to invest the time to to experience both the beginning and the end because if you only experience the beginning and the middle and you don't make it through to the end i wouldn't think this game would be as rewarding as it, as it is if you finish it yeah and do you know what better question why did we turn into a game reviewing podcast um i don't know why do we have recommendations at the end i don't i mean the, this I, I i was thinking about this the other day i think we should stop the practice of saying and i started it uh, I'm, I'm well aware of that, uh, but I, I'm thinking we should just talk about the game and not say if it was good or bad at the end. Well, you'll probably get the drift as to whether or not it was good or bad, right? Right. Uh, but a buddy came up to me and told me that uh, like he's he's been curious about some of the games we've been talking about because of the way we talked about it, and that's kind of it's uh, kind of the goal, I think. Yeah. I don't know. Especially with games like. Uh... I mean, not so much a bashing because it got it ended up getting quite a bit of press and was featured on the on the Microsoft Store and stuff. But you know, more of the games like you know, like Darksiders, where it was kind of like this underground type of thing, and you kind of had to find out about it. Right. Some people were smarter than others, like you, and actually, you know, played it a- ahead of its time. But you know, I think that there are plenty of games out there um, in a, in a in a culture where we're all you know subdued with Madden and and Modern Warfare and, and bullshit like that. Um, you know, we have to kind of bring some of these games to light and, and give them their, their fair credit. Uh, I also told my friend that I would force, I would sponsor him to play Madden, but he'd have to play it for a week. <laughs> yeah, that is brutal. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I think, I think what we're going to have to do is once the, the winner of great glory is over and, and, the, and apparently the, both the fall and the winter of great glory uh, of, mm-hmm. of video games. We're going to have to force ourselves to play games that we wouldn't necessarily play. Yeah, I don't know if I want to go there. Yeah, I just think it'd be so interesting. We should just pick one. Not, it's, not... it's definitely in that vein of like not wanting to become a, a reviewing podcast. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, if we don't talk about a game, that's because it's not worth talking about. Uh, that's true. But we might, you know, you got to try new things. You might be surprised, asshole. I doubt it. Yeah, uh, yeah, of course. I doubt I'm going to play Madden Goat. You know, no, it's but, actually quite a I, good game. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, okay, let's play Bullet Storm and see what that's like. I played the demo, man. It wasn't very fun. <laughs> well, I mean, I just you just go through it. God, yeah, why does why does everything have to be an issue? You why do you always why do you always make everything an issue? Why can't you just see us? Uh, I don't know. Not very nice. This is this is our, our podcast, and I don't want people to, I don't want people to think that we we don't get along. Well, we are we already air a lot of our dirty laundry in in public iTunes format, so That's not true. sure how to help you there, Kenny. That's true. All right, is there anything else uh, Bastion related that we have to cover in this podcast? Kenny didn't like the soundtrack, uh, but I guess that's because he didn't really pay attention to it. Because if he had, um, he he would have spoken up with me. And let all of you know that uh, it's it's very well done. That's actually very true. But you know what? It's thirty fucking minutes, so we need to go. 
I'm tired of All wasting right. people's time. All right, fine. All right. Yeah, well, you you started us off uh, started this off so well, why don't you? Oh, that's right. So that's chips and bits for this this week. So uh, we hope you so, enjoyed our our witty banter. So uh, we we always end. So uh, I've I've heard through the grapevine that there's a few of you that enjoy this uh, witty banter. I'm not so, sure why uh, you would put yourself through such punishment. But thank you for joining us once again, as always. And uh, we'll be back soon to talk about another game. And we hope you will join us. Uh, what is the next game? Uh, I don't know. I don't think we have one at this point in time. Uh, feel, feel free to, yeah, feel free to go to our website or our Facebook page and suggest what we should talk about. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's yeah. chips-n-bits.com. Or Facebook and search for chips and bits because I don't know what it is. dot com. I think it's like zero one seven nine seven. <laughs> Probably seven I don't think, seven. I don't think we have enough fans yet to get one of those fancy uh, posh Facebook vanity URLs. So we don't. You know, we don't. But okay, should... we got to end the podcast, or else, oh, or else right. I get antsy. All right. Well, thanks again, everybody, and uh, tune in next time. We'll have something awesome to talk about. Uh, Bastion. Well, yeah. yeah. I'm Matthew Anderson, and that guy is... Uh, clumsy? And that guy. And we'll see you again soon. I love you. Bye-bye.